pretty good. It's just a little chilly. Oh. It was a little warmer outside, but that's about all. <laughs> Where you at, New York? No, so I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay, cool. I've never yeah. been there before. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it gets cold though. Yeah, it gets like really cold here. Sometimes it like even gets like like in the twenties, really. So it gets pretty cold up here. Damn. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I haven't been in. The, I don't think I've ever been in weather. It's in the twenties. Yeah, I, I really want to move somewhere that's really warm. <laughs> yeah, you grew up there. Yeah, I've been here all my life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's what's up. Yeah, so today I just wanted to do it uh, to interview you for our magazine. I'm just going to ask you a couple questions um, about your life and your career and everything. Um, so if you wanted to start off, and I'm also recording on here as well. And I'm okay. Um, cool. If you wanted to start off just um, telling me about yourself and how, like, growing up in San Diego and riding and everything. Yeah, so I grew up in San Diego and I started racing BMX first. It was like, a preschool teacher that kind of like told my parents about it and since I had liked riding bikes so much they just brought me and ever since I went there I just uh, couldn't stop going back I just kept going and kept riding and <clears throat> we're blessed enough you know here in San Diego with the weather that you can do it year year round and just stay on your bike a lot of places in the winter like you know um, some people can't ride or they have indoor facilities or it's just a little not as accessible to do it as uh, California is so I feel like that's like a huge kind of like privilege that we have over here is just having that kind of weather and being able to ride all the time so yeah I just like got into BMX racing first and just kind of like just was super competitive with that and my dad was super supportive and took me to all kinds of races my mom was supportive too but she didn't travel as much with me it was just mainly me and my dad mm -hmm. and um and bmx racing there's not too many black people that uh race it's kind of like a obviously it's a more white dominant type of sport but there were definitely other black people around that raced and like i have a few friends that we just stay in touch through then you know it's like a connection you just have through those types of people and like the fact that they were even at the racetrack on a bike with their dad too it's just like uh, it's just something that we can always connect with and relate to and I stay in touch with those people and um yeah it was cool it's just it's a huge community it's kind of like this under it's like an underground thing I feel like if you don't know about it you would never even hear about it but once you find out about it you kind of follow the racing thing and travel different places around the country and kind of just yeah just have these big races and meets with different people and people from all over and I think I I just started winning like local races before I started doing national stuff mm -hmm. so I kind of just like it was like district titles I would win and state titles and kind of from there I branched out and started going to bigger races and they put me in like this national age group bracket and I was able it's called like nag one so I was able to win that <clears throat> and just from racing it was just so competitive that I, from doing that I had to stay on top of that too so like the next year you have to try to defend your title and if you didn't it would just all these different kinds of emotions I feel like I uh I got to experience at a young age because I was so passionate about racing and being on my bike and stuff that it kind of if if I lost it was it hurt but I had to go out and train harder and that kind of that whole process kind of burnt me out by the time I was like 13 or 14 years old I was like my dad was training me and one day I just told him you know I can't do this anymore this is it's too much but it wasn't the fact that 
the it wasn't the fact that I didn't love riding. It was the kind of the competitive aspect of of racing from start to finish every time. It was like it was fun when you ride practice, but the ultimate goal is to like win races. And for me, I just wanted to ride my bike and have fun and enjoy that. So my dad didn't take it any type of way. He supports whatever I'd want to do. And as soon as he figured that out, he started taking me to the skate park. And from when I was like 14 to like 17, I was just like going to the skate park damn near like every day and learning tricks and just playing on my bike rather than being competitive with it. There's still contests. You can do that. But Mm -hmm. the whole thing around it is just to just have fun and express yourself and do freestyle and just jump around and that's what I really gravitate towards and what I really loved ultimately with with riding bikes was was jumping in the air and that type of stuff and racing was racing was just it it was where I was able to do that but it was so serious and competitive that it drew me away from it you know and I just wanted to just have fun and it led me to where I'm at now and just freestyle and just riding my bike for a living it's it's a blessing for sure yeah it's always really (laughs) nice to have like your passion turn into like your career and everything because I know a lot of people they don't really do their passion for their job and it right. like it's like makes them like depressed and stuff like that because kind of, they're not fulfilling their dreams and stuff like that so that's really dope mm-hmm. that you were able to like to you're able to do like your childhood dream now and just and that's how you work and that's how you make money and stuff so yeah thank you yeah it's a blessing for sure yeah and so um, I want to talk a little bit about COVID and like how your life has mm-hmm. changed during this time, like with um, with your competitions and stuff like that. Yeah. So at the start of it, I think in like March, even the beginning of the year, um, there wasn't really any contest going on anyway, but it was kind of so unexpected that there was nothing you could really do about it. And when it happened, um, I kind of just like at one point it was so weird to even go outside so to even show that you were riding your bike and doing that type of thing was kind of like you know not a thing your sponsors would support or a thing that you wanted to show right off the um, rip when this thing started and um, I like was even just like doing hop like bunny hop tricks in my house and filming videos to create contents like here and there I was just doing whatever I could but once we figured out it's okay to kind of go outside and just just go for it, I started filming. And um, in like March is when I say I started filming for my new uh, Rockstar Energy like video part. Mm-hmm. And so with our our sport, it's like as if like <clears throat> this is the most important thing to us. It's like the most core thing is to create a video that it you know shows who you are because a contest just shows how good your tricks can be. And under a certain amount of time, it doesn't really show your personality. It doesn't show quite everything. Like there's tricks that I do in videos that are way harder that would, than I would do in a contest because I have more time to sit there and try it than to do it under pressure, you know, with the buzzer at the end. So <clears throat> I just tried to take advantage of the time and just tried to keep filming. And I just started filming for that video. And while I was filming for that, since COVID had just like stuck around longer than everyone thought, um, BMX started coming out with like these different um, events, but it was for social media. So you would like film a video and have your fans vote for you. And then there was a judge panel and they vote for you. So I started entering those and there's like ways to do that and keep me active and in the contest scene. 
but for me I just kind of took it as far as like I can sit down I can like really do what I really want to do and just film every day and since everything was shut down COVID you know all these businesses where I usually if I ride it I get kicked out there's security there's all kinds of people um, that worked there and since COVID was around it was like I just took advantage of everything being shut down to ride the spots I finally could ride and film them and so I'm kind of wrapping that up but um, I kind of just tried to stay as productive as possible as far as like creating content and uh, filming like I feel like it it almost helped me out to be only focused on that rather than having contests blur the lines because sometimes when you travel and do do all that stuff it takes so much energy out that it's like it's hard to get in the filming mode so this whole year I've just been in filming mode really it's, it's been cool and um I think about I think it was like two weeks ago I filmed for a video contest again there's another one that came out um but this one you have like 24 hours at a skate park to see what you could do it's just like one day at a skate park and that comes out soon um and you pretty much just the same concept you just have your fans vote for you and we'll see how that goes. And I'm just kind of trying to stay active as far as like these new um, events and contests that just pop up because of what's happening. So I just just try to stay in the loop and, and do what I can. Yeah, I think that's what everyone's trying to do. Just to make, yeah. They like, it's like a new way, a new normal of things of doing like working and everything. So I think that's really cool that they found a creative way for so on social media since that's where everybody is for you to like yep. job. that's like really cool thank you yeah that's it's cool it's a cool way to do it and i feel like everything our whole way with bmx has always been about filming and creating videos and stuff so it's nothing really new but it's a time for us that we can actually focus on it 100 percent because it's the only thing we can do this year so as long as we just you know stay safe doing that at first the police was coming at us because we couldn't even be outside you know it was like what are you even doing outside and then it came down to like at one point you could do certain activities outside and it considered riding bikes and running and this and that so technically we were riding bikes but they didn't want us in a group and you have your filmer and you have a photographer and your friends and it looks like you're in a group so it was kind of hard to you know dodge all of those little factors but um now i think they're a lot more lenient in letting people kind of like be outside and and you can obviously play outside it, it can't you know be hurting nobody but as long as you we stay as safe as we can and stay, you know, social distance or whatever, I think we'll be fine, so. Yeah, I know like where I live, like you could like run and stuff like that mm -hmm. at the park, but like the picnic table was shut down, like the playground was shut down. It was like, yeah. it, I think even like the dog park was shut down too. And they, crazy. they did not want, like no one huddled around or anything. I just think that was, yeah. yeah, it was just like a little weird, but at least we still got to go outside so yeah yeah exactly and so during the pandemic um obviously the black lives matter movement was really big and um a light was shown naturally on the struggles of african americans and what we face every day um how mm -hmm. has the black lives matter affected uh, the writing industry in the writing industry um i say well, it did affect a lot of things. Um, it stirred up a lot of stuff at first as far as like like people and like, because I think when it first came out, it was almost like people were pointing fingers at who had been racist in the past or might have done things. And 
things were just kind of opening up and like clearing out in the industry. But um, I think all that stuff has always been important. Um, but like right now is it's just like now it's on a, a stage for people to actually hear us and hear what you know people might have gone through. But I think it's just affected like I think it's funny because I think like black people have always shined in the kind of sports that they do or whatever. But like I think now it's just like people really see us and really appreciate us and really appreciate, you know, what's going on going on is kind of affecting that and making people like, oh, that you know, not everybody's doing people just have a crazy perspective of all that, but I think that we're doing something good and following our passion and riding and and being black and doing something great and not nothing bad, nothing attached to it, I think just yeah. makes people support it. And people like, I don't know, I think it's, I don't think it's like necessarily made anything worse. I think it's only just like flush things out. So now people can understand and be more open in the industry and kind of like understanding what we uh, might go through and the way we might have to move just because of what our skin color is. And it's just, and just put it into a, a good light where people can, you know, finally really hear us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I agree. Yeah. I think it, it sh- like showed like a really big light on, on everything. Even like, I like at my job, we had a diver, like one of the first diversity meetings. Like it just like, mm-hmm. it's like everyone wants to understand now, like, cause it's a really big issue now. But to be honest, I feel like, everyone should have been on this like it shouldn't have to come down to a big pandemic for people to understand like what black people go exactly. through minorities go through exactly so, yeah and it, but I, it's good that it's happening now but i'm just like it should have been happening yeah exactly that's yeah. how i felt too i felt the same way but i mean i'm not the first to do the this thing in bmx or be a black person in bmx and i always followed um it kind of inspired me the first time i had ever when I was racing, I had seen, you know, like these dudes like Edwin De La Rosa or even Nigel Sylvester and certain people, they were in New York and it was, they were black and they had style and they made me feel like I want to do that. You know, I want to, I want to do my thing and express myself on my bike and be cool and dressed how I want to do it rather than like BMX or BMX racing. What I was doing, you're kind of stuck in a uniform with the helmet and you can't really do it all the same way. So that's when I think I really realized like there's this edgier side. And to me, when there's, I don't know why, but just seeing it like these black dudes riding, they have a different style. It's just this automatic style that, you know, these other riders might not have just for being who they are, you know, and just for being who they are on their bike, it just translates towards style because they look cool and their riding style's cool. So the tricks they're doing are cool. So it just made me feel like, you know, there's a whole lane that that there was for me, especially because they had kind of paved that, you know, they had kind of opened those ways for us to, to get in there. And now there's more black riders than ever, but it's still not really that many. It's, but I mean, I think a lot of black riders right now are shining and, and they have a lot of talent. But at the time when I was getting into it, there was only a few that were pros that to look up to and aspire to be like. And now it's like, I think it's it's really cool now that I'm in a position to kind of inspire kids too that might, you know, be black and can relate that they like action sports and that it's a thing. You don't have to 
be stuck into one thing because I, I know some people don't even know that BMX would be, even be an option. You know, it just seems like maybe football or basketball or the things they follow or the their friends and family might, you know, that's just what it is. But now I think it's cool to see that, you know, there's like this other thing you could do if you if you love riding bikes or if you love doing anything it just kind of shows that you could follow your passion and 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 make a make something out of it if you just just believe in yourself mm-hmm. so yeah you're um leading into my next question um um how are you helping change the stigma around bmx in the back in the black community yeah i just kind of think yeah with with just following my passion and having fun and, and showing it now with social media i think is such a big stage for now for us now that like before it wasn't such a thing but now people actually see us and like i've been growing my hair out for like like three years now and like even having dreadlocks and just being myself and i feel like it just it just creates like a whole new lane like brad sims he another he's another bmx rider i've always looked up to and um he has dreadlocks super long dreads and i just always thought that was sick and like how it's just, I, I don't know. I think it's just like a, with social media and all the tricks that we're able to do and just being ourselves and wearing cool fits. It just like, I don't know if I was a kid, it's like hard not to want to be like that in some sense. Like, even if you weren't riding a bike, it's like, how could you be that way in whatever sport you do? Or I don't know. I just, I, I'm inspired by a lot of different, you know, um, like sports and, and like music so I kind of try to use those types of things in fashion and, and put it into what I like and what I can do and what I'm what I'm good at but try to like express myself so that when you watch my videos or you see stuff of me that you could kind of tell that you could you could feel the vibe from how I do my thing so I just try to like yeah I don't know I'm, I'm not trying to change the stigma I'm just trying to kind of almost like maintain it and, and help it like stay up and, and get it even better than it we ever thought it could be and um i think nigel sylvester does a really good job of that too he um i look up to how he does his thing so it's it's a it's i think it's cool that that we're all trying to you know maintain our passion have fun and and show it and and kids just just want to be like that too it's just like automatic you couldn't want to be like that and have fun so yeah it's dope I always and even like um, there was dirt bike racing when I was like grew up BMX racing. I always like wanted to get into dirt bikes and stuff too, but it was obviously more expensive to get those kinds of bikes and work on that every year. But James Stewart was this other athlete that was so good. He was a he was a huge inspiration in, in my career because with racing it was like the same way I took it with freestyle and and the people I mentioned earlier when it came to racing, that was the style I was trying to obtain almost, or like what I was inspired by was his, his demeanor on, on the racetrack on dirt bike and being the best racer on the track. And he was black and like, had like, he even had like gold goggles and like just the, the steez is different. It's like just natural. It wasn't like he was trying or forceful, like as if somebody else were to throw on gold goggles, it might look crazy, but the way he did it you know it just was tight and I had a pair of those I had to have those pair and I like was trying to put them on my helmet and just race around and I think now people wear goggles when they race but back then it was only a few people doing it and I was inspired by him and I was throwing my goggles on and I just think it's cool that like like I was saying earlier that how you know 
black people could shine in sports like even lewis hamilton and formula one car racing like i've been following him too and it's crazy that like everyone kind of can shine in, in these like white dominant sports and now that it's inspiring other generations to do it and one day it'll never be white white dominant it's just going to be everybody does it because right. like skateboard yeah like skateboarding now you, you know there's I feel like there's just as many black kids skating as, as white yeah. kids this day and you know nowadays so I feel like that's what it's going to become like that's just what is growing to be like and as we progress the next generations to come like just going to be the same you know like there is going to be no just white boys at the skate park like it's going to be everybody at the skate park and that's how I already feel like it is like I, I don't ever feel out of place especially in California or like or I guess in San Diego and what, what area I live in, I don't ever feel out of place. I feel like it's very diverse. And there's, I mean, there's Asian bike riders, there's Mexican bike riders. I mean, it don't matter if you're riding a bike, you say, what's up. And it's just like, that's where you connect. And even if you skate, it's like become like that. It's like not even really beef with skating, like totally like that. You know, if you relate and you're at the skate park and you have fun, it's all love. It's, it's never really a thing. And I think it's cool. I think action sports just brings that all together and it's just getting better. Like as years to come, like it's just more and more black kids, more and more Mexican kids. Everybody's just riding and skating at skate parks now. So it's cool. Yeah. I know yeah. a couple of my friends, they just started doing, um, going to the skate park and getting into it. And they're like, Star, you need, yeah. to, come. You need to come. <laughs> you you got to pull up. I do. I need to. Yeah. I know a couple, a couple people on campus when I had went to University of Louisville. It was like all mm -hmm. the black kids. They would just like skate the skate to class, and our, I thought it was so cool. I'm like, bro, I wish I could skate. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. wish I could. But I always yeah. But I think it was so cool. Like I always like looked at them in awe. Yeah, yeah, it's it's swaggy just to have the fit on too, going to school and you on the yeah. board. It's, it's cool, and you have the balance where you don't look like you're like trying and it's like yeah once you figure it out it's cool but like more and more kids are doing it and they're gonna be good they're gonna be way better than us who it's crazy they think that what we do is normal now and it's like you know it takes years to to obtain these these things and they're gonna learn these things as their first thing they do and it's just gonna progress the sport so crazy mm -hmm. yeah so what advice would you give to your younger self hmm what advice mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I would say to kind of like, I always try to do my best to enjoy the moment, but like when I'm younger, it was hard for me not to look towards the future and like have goals, obviously. And, and like, even when I'm filming a trick, I feel like nowadays when I'm doing those things, I'm enjoying each moment, each minute that it's happening. But like, I'd be so stressed out trying to get a trick at the same time, it'll take hours to get it. But like, I would just tell myself when I'm younger to just live in the moment, like live and be in that moment because these things and those opportunities I had, I you almost when you're younger, you think they're just gonna last forever or they're just gonna get better and with like this pandemic happening and you just never know what what could happen and i was on nike in 2018 was the last year i was on them but i was on for like seven or eight years maybe um 
And being a part of that, I got to travel the world and film a lot. And when I was younger, I just thought it was almost like forever. I didn't know, like I thought that was, cause that's what I looked up to the riders that were doing it. Like Nigel, Dennis Anderson, Garrett Reynolds, they were all on Nike before me and they were traveling the world and filming. So to me, that was just normal. Like that's just what it is. And like now that that's not happening as much and I'm not on Nike and there's not like the same type of opportunities. And I just feel like it's just like, maybe I would just tell my younger self to enjoy, to enjoy the moments because I was always kind of like thinking of the next day or the next event or the next stuff that's happening. And it's hard to just, just really enjoy them. So now I find myself when I'm filming and stuff that I'm enjoying those little things, like the work, the little work that you put in. I mean, it's a lot of work, but it's like these little moments where like you wouldn't really you know, appreciate them because you're getting to an end goal. I'm trying to get to the main trick and land that. But now I just appreciate the little things in between and the stuff that it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, it's hard because I feel like at the same time when I was living in the moment, but not fully, not to, not to like the knowledge that I have now, but like I couldn't have gave myself that knowledge without going through that. So it's kind of hard to like tell my younger self to be like that if I wouldn't have known nothing but that. So, Mm -hmm. but I would just say, yeah, just live in the moment and and enjoy it, enjoy everything. Yeah, Because it's a blessing, you know, just to ride a bike and travel and do all these things is, is crazy. So just, yeah, just be super thankful for it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. My parents always tell me to try to live in the moment and just enjoy the process of, because I'm yeah. only 22. So if just, <laughs> just enjoy the process. You'll get to where you need to go. Just enjoy life now because you like you never know what may happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So what that. was one of your greatest accomplishments? Greatest accomplishments? Um, well... As far as like contests and stuff, maybe I'd say like X Games, obviously, because um, X Games was kind of the reason I got into this stuff. It was like something that I'd always see on TV. It'd be like Dave Mira, Tony Hawk, you know, Matt Hoffman. And these uh, they're almost like superheroes, these action figures that I would like play with the toys, the X Games ramps and just be a little kid playing with it. And so to even when I got my first invite in 2011, I was an alternate. And that that was just surreal. It was like an unreal moment to even have an invite and be around these other athletes and legends in on this stage and with the people that I look up to competing against. Um, I didn't get to ride that year, but the year after that, I got an invite. Um, I think it was 2012, and I got second. So I got a silver medal. And then 2013, I got first. So I think 2000. 13 getting a gold medal was like probably the biggest achievement just because of the nostalgia of the event that I was in because like just having that like that moment that I'm actually riding in an event that like I had only dreamt of and only seen as a kid it was just it's just unreal so yeah I think even just the invite part was was a like a win for me you know but being able to actually have a gold medal from the X Games is, is just crazy to just think, to look at and think. Yeah. You know, yeah, like the whole thing is that's that's what I grew up on, especially my era. Like I was born in 94 and I feel like that's when action sports was already kind of 
it was getting there. And so when X Games and stuff came out, it was like the biggest thing. Like it was all over, you know, and yeah. So just to just to think I have a medal from that and I used to play with like the little X Games toys. This is crazy. That's probably like the biggest achieve, achievement for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so what's next for you? Um, what's next? I'm just kind of trying to finish up this Rockstar video uh, part I started in March. Um, hopefully that comes out soon. There's just like a few things I need to film, that, but it's kind of like bigger things because it's towards the end of the video. So obviously they're not, they're like things I've been kind of holding off to do or like things that might scare me that I know I need to just do and finish the video up. And so I got to do that. And like I said, that one video contest is coming out soon where um, I went and filmed at the skate park for like 24 hours or whatever. But um, yeah, just just filming and staying on it and riding. Um, I, I think that's the only thing I can do. You know, it's like not too much. Like I'm not, I can't really plan traveling and stuff like that, but um, I'm getting, I'm getting married next year. So that's up next for sure. That's, I mean, other than riding. Yeah. Thank you. Well, other than riding, that's, that's, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be in July next year. So that's a big deal. I mean, I'm just like starting a whole new chapter of my life that I feel like I'm ready for and I never thought I'd be ready for. It's just kind of crazy when you actually feel ready. You never, you never know when that's going to happen, but it's cool that it did. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that, tying the knot. Are you nervous? <laughs> I'm not nervous. I'm uh, more anxious and kind of like, I've only been to a couple weddings. So it's like, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like, I know people say it's just a celebration and, you know, it shouldn't be much stress at all. But to me, it just having all those people together, yeah. all of our loved ones, it's just, I don't know. I know I'm going to have to talk to everyone and it might be just, you know, a little nerve wracking for that part. But like, I know it's going to be all good. I'm, I'm not really tripping. I'm just more anxious about the whole situation because, yeah, it's, it's like as if I wanted to just happen tomorrow so I could just do it. Like, I'm just yeah. anxious to just, you know, get it done. But. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. That's super exciting. Did you guys have to yeah. like plan it, plan it back because of Corona? Yeah. So when we did it, we somehow got a slot because everybody's, you know, weddings were shifting and there was a, you know, one open date in July because it was right near July 4th. So it's like nobody really wanted to take it maybe, but we got in somehow. But when we got engaged last year, yeah, luckily when we went to the, our venue, there was a spot for us because people's weddings were getting pushed back because of Corona, they were getting, so we were, I didn't know we were gonna have to either get pushed back or what, but we know that was a venue we wanted to be at. So luckily they just slid us in and we're in there, but yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of just curious too and kind of nervous about the whole COVID thing being around still like I don't want to have to be at a wedding with a mask on or like I mean if you do you do you know I mean yeah. that's just what's normal it's kind of even normal now but um I just feel like it just sucks that it can't be how it used to be mm -hmm. or how it's supposed to be yeah. you know but you might, it is what it is you might have to have like less people than what you wanted and stuff like that so right yeah. right it is what it is, but it's going to be fun, and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, congratulations again. That's exciting. Yeah, thank you. 
Thank you. You're welcome. Well, that's yeah. all the questions that I have for you. I really appreciate you taking your time out here to come talk to 